Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, March the 20th, 2023. First day of spring. You excited? What's today? Yes, yeah, the first day of spring. Today's no, the 20th? Today's the 20th. Isn't it 21st, the first day of spring? Ah, it says on my calendar, it's today. It's Dave Sturgeo. It is Chris Gucci. And we're here again to bring you another uh, loaded uh, Mojo Market That's Report. What my calendar says. I mean, it's definitely today. I feel like I mean, it was the 21st. Right it's always the 21st in my head. But we've also had this conversation about it was how, in many, April. how many weeks. But <laughs> 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 I, I was like, spring? March? Now? Like, okay, right, fine. I'm checking for real. All right, it's, it literally, it first says. First day of spring is. Today. First day of spring. Get, go ahead, go no, ahead. It, it, it should say it right in your calendar. Like, if you look at your calendar. It is today. March 20th. Happy spring, everybody. Happy spring. It's, Get on over to Rita's sprung. Italian Ice. Free Italian Ice on first day of spring. And you want to play catch? Yes, let's do it. Baseball, it's, right there. I guess softball. I'm baseball's, uh, I mean, obviously, baseball's on the horizon with Mojo, but somebody who's not on the horizon is Edwin Diaz. That stunk. I mean, that's such a. I I don't want to be Mr. Like, they should never play this again. Like, you choose to play the WBC, it's exciting. U.S. goes out there last night, smacks Cuba around. I was, I was like, there's no way we're winning that game. I just felt like Cuba was stacked. Well, Cuba has a bunch of guys that nobody's heard of that are probably major league ready. There was a guy, was number 54, I forget, he was, he made Pablo Sandoval look like he was tiny. He was a load. And I was like, how is this guy a professional athlete? If he tried to defect, he, like, wouldn't get far. He'd get, like, tense. They'd be like, where are you going, bro? We know, you know, come on, where Come you on going? back. Come on back. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> give, me the, come on. give me that. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I was very... Disappointed for Mets fans. I know there's I think it's Mets amazing. fans beyond Mojo with James Sheehan. I think it's fan. amazing. The reason why I don't I mean Aaron Judge has values and he has morals and he decided that the Yankees morals. are more important than the <laughs> World Baseball Classic and he appreciates his fans. So shout out to Aaron Judge for that. Meanwhile, Mike Trout's out there well, <laughs> doing his thing. You see, the memes? you see the memes about Mike Trout? Where Is it's this like, his post postseason play? I can't believe I gotta go back and play 162 meaningless games <laughs> after this. Um, that makes sense. But look, the World Baseball Classic, in this case, you can get hurt playing spring training baseball. Sure. And then conversely, and this is from our good friend Hawaii Mike, now Florida man Mike. Um, he, he's a consistent watcher, and I know he's going to comment about this, but it's like he didn't get hurt in the game. No, he got hurt celebrating. If he was, let's just say he was a big Chiefs fan. He got got hurt celebrating a Super Bowl victory too. By he, the way, he basically Martin Gramatica this. Like by, he, by way of the way he got hurt, he wasn't hurt. Martin he wasn't injured Gramatica. in the game. He actually pitched well. Right? I know. And <laughs> they won. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm happy because I'm not a Mets fan, and I think it's fun to see the Mets fans in peril. Oh and I, wow! Okay. But look, this whole thing is going to go down as they're going to play it again. Do you want to know why? Because the ratings went nuts. The ratings went nuts, and they made a ton of money. Yeah, and they the did. players are for it. So it's most like, of them. Yeah, no, yeah. all of them. I mean, anybody who's playing is obviously for it, right? <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't play. Right, all of them. And the way they're talking about it, it says that these games mean more to them than anything. So who are you to tell them? I understand it. Right. I'm all for it. For that reason, I'm in on the WBC. For that reason. Because it really, look, we're just fans. Like These guys, are. it's their life. They're allowed to di dictate their future, what they want to do today or tomorrow. It's up to them. World Baseball Classic, I'm here for it. I didn't watch a single pitch. So <laughs> I don't care either way. <laughs> I did but watch a little bit of the U.S.-Cuba game yesterday. Like I said, I saw that one guy come up I to saw, the plate. I'm I like, see what? what I need to see on 
Well, we're like two weeks media. away, or maybe like nine days away from opening day. So that's yeah. Exciting. I was looking at so tickets I'm, gonna, today. I'm, going, I'm going to Yankee game early. Yeah, so we got to get there this just year. So I feel clear. like last year, what, did we go last year at all? Once? We did. I did. Then we, we did. try one. Yeah, we did we, one. We went one, and then I went to a couple. Yeah. So like, I we got to get back to the Bronx. Um, yeah. So that's that. But anyway. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL when it pertains to the mojo market and the NBA. NBA was loaded. We'll talk about that game and some of the tighter races. We're down to literally like eight or nine games left in a regular season. There's tight, tight races over there. We'll get into that in a second. But first, I got to give it up to my boys. I mean, look, Dallas, yesterday I got a text. I was at the gym, got a text from you, Cooks to Dallas, and I'm like, what? Right? <laughs> I was like, because usually I'm the first to know everything. So when I get the alert when from this guy. When I get texts from certain, when I get updates from certain things that I know Dave. Doesn't have. Doesn't have. And I'm like, <laughs> I am I got this way sooner than Dave right now. Even though Bleacher Report dropped it to me like a couple minutes after my text to you. So you probably got it. Oh, I, I went on the Twitter machine. And it was and there. But yes, I was that I guy, loved, by the way. I love to make Dave like question like, how did he get that before I, I did? I was that guy at the gym that I hate. Mr. Like. Just all over the phone, like taking up machines and stuff. Like, Dave's dude, never get up. On, Dave's never on his phone at the gym, guys. I'm never, unless it's changing the music, which I leave on repeat usually on one or two songs because I'm a psycho. So weird. But, uh, <laughs> but Dallas is cooking, bro. Brandon Cooks is brought over for a fifth, right? The better part of this deal is that they convinced the Texans to eat six million of his 18 million guarantee this year. So all of a sudden, it's down to 12, 13 million dollars that Dallas is responsible for, right? Dallas does the fifth round pick for Stephon Gilmore. They re-sign their own. You got to say that Dallas is doing things that we are, I think, me as a fan, I'm not used to this. I think there's a couple things here. There's, I think that the asking price for for Hopkins is a little more than a second. And, That's what it seems or, to be. Or and or that four million to like eight million dollars. I would say somewhere in the middle of that, more than what they were going to have to give Cooks is just a little bit too much for Dallas at this point, and they don't need another wide receiver one. So I don't think it's a terrible move. I think it's actually a good move considering the wide receiver market, how bare it is. So you're getting basically, you know, Brandon Cooks, what has he got, two years left on his deal? Mm. But he's probably got an out after this year. I think so. Right? So Dallas is on the hook for baby, basically one one year at $12 million, and you look at what guys like Lazard Bank, are getting. A little spikage there in his guys stock like price. Juju, I would say that he's at least on par. The only thing that worries me is his age, obviously. But you're going into Dallas to be the complimentary receiver and really maybe the fourth or fifth option at some points. I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to go. We're talking mojo market. I'm not really all in on Brandon Cooks. But as far as what he brings to the table for the Cowboys, I think it's an amazing move. Yeah. I mean, Dallas right now and Michael Gallup is one more year off his ACL. And he was starting to come on towards the end of last year. So all of a sudden you're looking at those three guys, CeeDee Lamb, Cooks, Gallup, and now you have your pick. what other running back they bring in because is Dallas about to shift philosophy? I don't think so. They but, are bringing but, in a running back today for a visit. Ronald Jones is coming I'm talking in for a about, visit. I'm talking about is there going to be a deal done? Is there going to be a draft pick made high? If they're planning on rolling Tony Pollard out there as their number one prime back, I don't know that they're going to be able to keep that same philosophy of hand the ball off a ton. They're going to have to throw it more because... Well, if they're going to have to throw it more, maybe that's why they're stacking up other yeah, receivers. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't particularly see Pollard as somebody that's going to get the ball 300, 280 times this year. Pollard, to me, if you had a, if it was a comp of somebody you know, Alvin Kamara. Two, Fair. He ain't the guy that's going to go through the tackles. Fair. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, I mean, I, I would say he's maybe a, he's. I would say he maybe a little bit better of a of a between the tackles back, but maybe not as good catching the ball. But that could just be scheme. You know, Kamara is a was a special player. I just think he lost a step. 
Uh, yeah, and he's going to get suspended for the first six games. I of wonder year, if that's think. ever going to happen. They got to drop that eventually. I mean, I mean, they have they don't have to. They could drag their feet as long as they want. And they could just be like, hey, by the way, remember that time? <laughs> you know, you're suspended. Uh, but yeah, so big move out of Dallas. Um, outside of that, there are free agents left, and there were more more moves made over the over the uh, weekend. The big one I want it's on the defensive side of the ball, but it's it's just it, it raises the question that we've brought up on this show multiple times now. With C.J. Gardner-Johnson inking with the Lions and leaving Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles have lost a significant amount of their playmakers on both sides of the ball. Their their big acquisition, I guess, is Jason Kelsey coming back to play center. Great, right? But is this is this like one of those, bro? Jalen Hurts better be what we need him to be because we're we're making all these moves and letting all these guys walk out the door because you got to give this guy some kind of crazy number when his contract is up. Is that that's what we're doing here, right? The Eagles are prepping for that. It's not like they're making these splashes. They're running back room. They let Miles Sanders walk. Yeah, I mean, they go like, and get um considering, Rashad Penny. Considering I don't know that the Gardner Johnson thing is is directly related to Jalen Hurts because they got him on a one year deal, eight mil. Eight mil. So, so you're telling me that couldn't been negotiated with, with Philadelphia? To me, they're it's penny more, pitching right now. You know, it's it's probably more so than just if you looked at their roster last year. I think it was like on offense, all starters were drafted by them, mm. and then or besides AJ Brown, and then on defense, it was basically everybody except Darius Slay and CJ Gardner Johnson mm-hmm. who were drafted by them. So they have probably a ton of guys, offensive linemen. Defensive linemen that they're going to probably have to pay in a little bit. Letting their D tackle go, I think that was a, I wouldn't say a mistake, but that was understood. They have Jordan Davis, who was out a decent amount of the stretch sure. last yeah, year. So him coming back, it kind of alleviates that a little bit. It, it ruins their depth. But if they're a successful team, the depth pieces get added at the, as the season goes. We saw it happen this year with Ndamukong Sue. You know what I mean? Like you can get guys throughout the year. Um, the Eagles are they're going to be a good team regardless. Like This is the NFL. You lose guys. Good player, but around the league, you know, it seems to be a dime a dozen at one year, eight million. I, I don't know. I'm the not. Lions are absolutely spending too. They're going all in. I mean, look, the Lions were right there, and as soon as they made this move, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, pundits and and guys that are in the know. They with Green Bay and not. I don't even want to say in flux because we don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. But like, you know, right now the the, the Bears are free spending because they had the most money. But would you look at the Lions, and I'm like. All of a sudden, they're like, well, maybe these guys win the North. Like, And I'm like, is it out of the realm of possibility that the Lions make that big the leap? The NFC North is completely wide open next year. There's two I, I, things. One, the Lions are getting better. The Bears, I don't think that they have a shot, personally. Um, the Packers, we have no idea what's going on with, with Green Bay. Is Jordan Love going to be good? If he's good, they have a shot. If he's not, they, they have none. You, I know you're not sold on Justin Fields. But if, even if he were to turn the corner like a little bit, Passing the ball because I know he can run. We all know he can run. The Bears could be a scary team if this guy so actually gets to the I, next I level. I think what everybody fails to realize here is that when we think about the Bears, you automatically start thinking like, well, their defense is always good. Well, their defense is really bad right now. So even if they do improve on offense, they're going to give up a ton of points. They don't strike me as a team with DJ Moore included. You could give me three DJ Moores. I don't think that they're going to be dynamic on offense. I think they do have three Out. DJ Moores. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. DJ Moore was on the Panthers last year. Was Carolina lighting it up? DJ Moore is a very, very good receiver, but he's he's a middle of the pack as far as number ones go around the league. Yeah. I think he's a good player, and I'm not, t- I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not going to like him now. He's a bear. Mm. But DJ Moore has been a guy that I've been a proponent of. I've had him in fantasy every year. Yep. 
but the realistic expectation that he's going to take the top off the defense or he's going to do work wonders for Justin Fields, is he going to help? Of course he's going to help. But I have a very sneaking suspicion that it's going to be around week eight or nine. We're going to be looking at DJ Moore's numbers, and we're going to be like, well, it's not living up to his usual numbers. And then we look at the Justin Fields passing stats, and I understand you could make the case that they didn't have receivers this year, but neither did the Giants. Neither did other teams. You know, at, at the end of it, you have a quarterback. I looked at quarterbacks throughout their careers that made, made bad receivers good. Brett Favre did it. Tom Brady did it his whole career, right? right? And I'm now that's two Hall of Fame examples. But this is what you're drafting when you pick in the top five at quarterback. You got to assume that he's going to be able to elevate his teammates a little bit. I think he does the opposite. I think what he does is he runs the ball and he's dynamic in that regard. But his own coaching staff didn't believe in him to the tune of I'm only throwing 14 times a game, mm. 13 times a game. They were the least passing team in the NFL outside yeah. of the Titans, so or the Commanders, but. You get what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, they got to have more confidence in Justin Fields on third and eight. Speaking of young quarterbacks, um, you got to look at the Panthers now with the number one overall pick. You got to assume that's where they're going, right? I mean, who they covet more would be either C.J. Stroud, a little Anthony Richardson rumor here and there, right? But all of a sudden, they ink Adam Thielen. Now, I know that Thielen was kind of lost in the shuffle because of Justin Jefferson being just that good. Um but all of a sudden, I look at Carolina. We were talking about it last week. Who's the number one over there? Well, now pressure's on Adam Thielen to be the number one receiver over there. No, like, and, and that's again, they 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 ship Sam Darnold out there. He's gone, right? So like, they're gearing up. Then they sign. I keep drawing a blank with who they got to be their quarterback right now. In case obviously the rookie is not ready, they have somebody on the roster that's a veteran. Andy Dalton, I think it's Andy Dalton. Maybe I don't know, but um, I'm thinking off the top of my head. But uh. When I'm looking at the Panthers and the people are starting to get excited about them, you know, they bring in a new little coaching regime, a little coaching regime change. Frank Reich, Deuce Staley's doing the running backs. He was in on Dante Foreman. They let him walk out the door. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, now now we got to address another thing. Um, so, look, Panthers are in flux too. We'll see what happens with them. Dude, Laramie Tunsil just got his third deal. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. But, my man, if you remember – the story of Laramie Tunsil is that the the gas mask photo came out on draft day. He moves down a couple spots, and all of a sudden, he's probably one of the richest linemen in the league, all told. Like, all of his contracts yeah. all together. This dude has made a living, <laughs> all right? He is living easy. How about and now the, that it's legal some places, I'm sure he's even living easier. Was it the Orlando easier. Brown story from the Chiefs? What about him? Last offseason, he turned down, like, a completely massive monster deal with the Chiefs to, to re-up and re-sign. He turned it down. He wanted to test free agency after this year. He got like one-third of the money from the hmm. Bengals. Couple Big, uh, major bag drop. Yeah, so went, rumors happening right now. He went obviously, on himself and... On your screen. <laughs> right. On your screen, you're seeing a couple of the top free agents left. Dalton Schultz. All of a sudden, you're seeing these, uh, these tight end numbers come out with some of these guys signing for these deals. All of a sudden, you're looking at... And I said it on Twitter. I was like... He might wind up back in Dallas. You know what I mean? Like if, if this, if his mark, he thought his market was going to be so much higher than what Dallas is probably willing to offer, and all of a sudden these tight ends are not getting these big astronomical numbers anymore. Truth be told, I look around the league, all contracts outside of the quarterback, all contracts. I feel like every position has been devalued. Every position. Like, the running backs aren't getting paid. Tight ends aren't getting paid unless your name is Travis Kelsey. Like, receivers now are going for fifth-round picks. Like, it's just like, what is ha like what well, is happening here? I mean— There's like a massive culture look, change. There's devalue, and then there's 
there's situational value. Brandon Cooks right now, it's like the Texans are in a spot where you have to look at teams and look at rosters and situations, and it's it becomes, you know, Brandon Cooks, what's the value? To, they just want to get out of the contract. I mean, so look at Dallas did with Amari Cooper. Yeah, so the value is they there, exactly. fifth. But then you're seeing other guys when they're desperate and there's a good contract, and it's like, well, if we're going to get rid of him, you know, we're going to need a lot because – you know, it's a it's a gift to be able to take on that contract. If you get a guy on his first year deal, or is, like a Kadarius Tony, for example, right? You know, like you're getting him for literally nothing, right? And then you get Darren Waller, who's ten times more expensive. To me, it becomes a no brainer. Kadarius Tony is the better option there. I happen to agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, devalued wide receivers, tackles, tight ends. There's, I mean, wide receivers, tackles, DNs, and quarterbacks. Tell them that. There's one th- and right. corners really. <clears throat> I know. There's one more thing I got to touch. They're getting on. paid. And that's obviously, you know, looking at the mojo market right now as I pull it up, and this is not not to say you can go um, invest in him because you can't. Not yet, at least. Odell Beckham Jr. It's just a topic of conversation to have because, again, they didn't put him on the mojo market last year because when it launched, he wasn't active. So it's like, why why go crazy on, on a stock price when we don't even know if this kid's going to play ever again? And now it leads me to believe that – you know, with the with the Cowboys making a move for Cooks, who are everybody who's linked, uh, you know, to Odell to the Cowboys, and I'm just like, all right, well, Odell is showing his his hand again of of being a not quality person to deal with. And when I say that, I say that with all due respect. I know he's super talented, but man, there was re- there was rumors and reports coming out saying he wanted 20 mil. Right? He debunked that himself on Twitter. Did you read this? No, but I kind of didn't even need he him to. He debunked this on Twitter. But this is where I say, like, you know what? The hell with Odell, right? Because, look, he goes like this. He goes, I don't know where anybody got this rumor of $20 million. All I'm saying is $4 million is not enough. So somebody offered him $4 million to come play football, and he turned it down. Do you see NFL athletes out there tweeting the numbers? You just don't. You just don't. And that's um, why I'm looking at this like, bro, I, I, I mean, come like, on. I think you're splitting hairs. I think – he didn't re- report on a number. He just said four million is not enough. He didn't call anyone out publicly. No, but, uh, but or or what was his contract last year or the I year before? Oh, with you the know Rams. What I mean? I like know. like so, I don't know. I mean, I mean, but he's not doing himself any favors, is what I'm saying. Four million enough. I think Bro, the best thing, all, the best thing that he could do is play on. is play the play the position the way he did last year is, is just string it along until a team Two becomes years desperate. Ago. Last year, he didn't play last year. But he played. But he was about to get whatever he wanted from whoever. They, like he didn't even have to work out, and teams were like, oh, "We'll give you what you want." It and then crazy. all of a sudden, and like, I'm not working out. Like, cool, we're not giving you any money ready. then. But you know, everybody's willing to talk numbers. It's okay for everyone else to talk numbers. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't like Odell anyway, so it has zero to do with it. You know, I would I'm take just it. Saying. But hey, if you want to come here for five million, yeah, I just and now now the rumor is that. He's gonna wait for that that Aaron Rodgers deal to go through. He was on the. You know, Who wouldn't want to throw to Odell Beckham? It's oh. <laughs> so all of a sudden Beckham to the Jets is a realistic possibility because now he's holding out for whatever. I don't know. The, hey, that shoe the, has to drop I read eventually. The report that the the two teams are conflicting to the point where it was like they are agreed to the terms. Like this is the the corniest day in modern media history where they're saying now Aaron Rodgers is or the Packers and the Jets are clearly f- way far apart. The Jets think that it's mid-round compensation at best, and they're willing to sit it out, and the Packers will say, okay, well, we're, we're actually willing to sit it so out. So what I heard on the way in today was that, like, Boomer Esiason, was, again, big fan of Boomers and, and that morning show, 
he comes out and he says, "Look, I don't want to. I don't want to put any hex on it's this not deal. Happen. It's not that it's not going to happen. It's just that the Jets got to give up more. Here's the thing: the Jets have ownership, right? The Packers do not. They have presidents and GMs, and the Packers all of a sudden are getting a little bullish. They're like, "Well, hold on, you don't just get this guy, right? Now, compensation might be." A little more than what the Jets thought when they were tweeting out live, tweeting Leo DiCaprio things. Like, oh, we got him, right? It's going to happen. It's just a matter who blinks. This staring contest could be months down the line before I'll anything ta- I'll happens. Take, I'll take it to week six. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Zach Let's Wilson, do it. buddy, you better be ready just in case. And, and I don't think it's not going to fall through. I think it does happen. Rogers Jacoby will be Brissett. a Jet. <laughs> he signed already. He's, um, he signed somewhere else. Guess Washington. You're stuck with Lamar. Um, Lamar. That's, an, that's Lamar. a fake. That's a fake fallback option, by the way. Lamar, by the way, has been now linked to dark horse team. Ready? The Vikings. How about that? You, you wouldn't be happy about I that one. Be happy about that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> or there's been rumors about the New England Patriots, which doesn't make sense because they brought Bill O'Brien in there to work with his former quarterback Mac Jones. So it's like you look at that, like yeah, I don't know about all that. But anyway. It's going to get interesting. It's staying interesting. It is the NFL after all, and that's what we do here. Um, We stay uh, interesting. So let's touch on some NBA real quick. Right. Over the weekend, a lot of games. First round pick in Elijah Moore gets it done. Elijah Moore might be that casualty that leaves the Jets because if he gets everything else, why why would you keep Elijah Moore? Um, There's 24 games over the NBA weekend along with some March Madness. I don't want to touch too much on March Madness. There's games to be played left, but – the big story over the weekend was fairly Dickinson getting the job done over a, a two seed. That was incredible. Great game. Um, they finished the job, but then they got finished yesterday. So that dream is over. Uh, but great, great games over the weekend. NBA in particular, the Knicks with a big, big win the other night over the Nuggets. That doesn't happen. That's a quality win, right? Um, and then yesterday, uh, the Bucks beat Toronto on Saturday night. Memphis went out and stomped the floor with the Lakers. Now the Lakers, I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts because we're down to the to the literally the last eight nine games. The toughest parts of this uh, race is coming down to who can get that ten spot. And now the Lakers, I haven't read too much into it, and I don't know if LeBron's going to make it back. He is. I'm assuming he will. <clears throat> All they had to do was tread water, and I said that when he went down. I said, look, if they just hover around like 500 ball while he's gone. They've played rather well without LeBron James. Do you think the Lakers make that play-in game? Right now, they're sitting there. Uh, they're literally, there's a three-way tie. The Timberwolves, the Lakers, and the Jazz all sitting there. Uh, different winning percentages. I mean, uh, same winning percentage, but different amount of games played. They're all deadlocked. Lakers right now stay at the 10. Can they weather this storm? Like, is, Are the Lakers going to be that one of those play-in games? Because obviously it would be must see TV if all of a sudden LeBron. The NBA sure hopes so. I'm just going to say. I think that they will. I mean, if we're looking at the other two, eh. I think the Timberwolves are a fun story. Timberwolves are good. We may or may not have some, you know. Is Carl Anthony Towns even healthy? I think he's been out for a while. Right? So I don't, I I mean, that that strikes me as the team that I would say because I'm interested. They have a good, young, exciting core, and they were a playoff team last year. But no, I think Carl Anthony Towns is being injured really hurts them, and I'm pretty sure he's injured. Um, forgive me for not being factual or positive on that, but as LeBron comes back, I think it's a little worrisome because you got to you got to you know he he's a ball dominant player, so mm-hmm. no matter what momentum or, or system you've been using, you're going to have to leave that and go to back to the LeBron the LeBron half court. I feel like LeBron obviously he's slowed down a lot, but 
the Lakers get be very boring and mundane, and Le- LeBron teams have been coached against for a really long time. Correct. It's kind of, 20 years now. You need a bunch of shooters, and D'Angelo Russell's good. I don't know if he's the guy that they need. He's better for that team than Russ, for mm. sure, though. The Mavs with a big win over the Lakers over the weekend. When Kyrie went for 38. Now, the Mavs, they're another interesting story right now because they're sitting at the six. But if you look at the six spot, which is this is nuts, from, let's just see, from the five spot in the Clippers at 38 and 24 to the 10 spot with the Lakers, it's a three game difference. Fifth to the 10th, three game difference. Last two weeks of basketball to be played here. That's insane to me. That you doesn't yeah, get any like tighter the, than the that. The Knicks are two and a half back of the four spot, and with, the, the Lakers are three games back of the six seed. Right, and they're ten right now. I know so. it's, it's insane. So the NBA obviously is uh, is getting very very tight. There's about two weeks left of regular season play. Um, so obviously on Mojo, it's about the only two weeks of the regular season that matters. Yeah, right now. I mean, basketball you, season's starting. I can't believe basketball season is almost kind of no. Over. It's basketball season's just starting. Yeah, because then the, the, I feel like the playoffs don't end until like May, right? Bro, here's how here's how it goes <laughs> so it for me. It takes forever, and I, I I follow the NBA all year long, but it's been a little bit more difficult to to maintain my interest in the college basketball world, right? So March Madness starts, and it lets me know like, well, the NBA playoffs are around the corner, yeah. And then I get a little bit into the March Madness, and then I I like go real heavy into the NBA now because baseball season is about to start. I got my excitement there. Mm-hmm. I need something now after like the the gap that I had about a month gap after the Packers were done. Mm. Where I was like, I don't care about any of this. Right? <laughs> I don't want to talk about anything. any of it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically the the, the rest of the NBA season. It's going to play out good. Looking at the schedule tonight, let's see what we got going on tonight. It's a Monday, so there's usually uh, not as loaded. Eh, it's actually pretty good. Um, let's see. You got Memphis and Dallas, which is a huge one. Uh, New York will play the Timberwolves, as as for mentioned. Um, and that's pretty much the only big games that matter right now. Oh, Utah and Sacramento. But, um, I mean, look, it, it's going to get real tight towards the end of the season. We'll cover it all here on the Mojo Market Report. And, obviously, on the Mojo Market itself, on your app, download it now. Liquid props all over the place. Okay? Do that. And there's also a lot of college bets to still be made. Get in on that. All the NFL guys, look, you got to keep your tabs on some of these free agents. Because once they do sign, they either will – it's. It really all depends on situation. Brandon Cooks did go up, right? Adam Thielen did go up, knowing that he's going to have a little bit of a, a spike in maybe targets, right? But you also have to consider some of these guys that are getting signed that might go down, meaning like the backup running backs, the guys that were already be- uh, already there. Yeah, it would be who are losing paying, touches. Paying close attention to the to the Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook situation right now because I feel like Dalvin Cook is one of those running backs that are potentially going to get moved and open up a real starting role for Madison in Minnesota. They might, might. yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens there. I mean, if that that happens, he'll go up double. You you did call it a couple weeks ago. You said Dalvin Cook's on his way out. So now we'll just kind of wait and see who ponies up because all of a sudden the money money for the running back market isn't as lucrative as it once was. So does anybody want to take on a Dalvin Cook right now? It's like... I don't know. I I like him. I think he's great. I think he's a good, good, borderline great running back. You you want to pay him? You want to you want to deal with that? You know, like that's 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 where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. I would say that even if Dalvin Cook doesn't get traded in the offseason, he's a real legit candidate to get moved during the season. At the Maybe deadline. at the deadline. Yeah, we'll see. But to do all this, be sure to follow us right now on TikTok, Instagram. Twitter machine, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very easy to find us. Join the Discord, guys. It's the way to communicate with everybody over at Mojo, whether you have a suggestion or have a question or you want to figure out what's what and what's coming next. 
Get on over to the Discord. All the latest updates over there right now. The best thing about the Mojo app right now is their news cycle because there's price drops. There's there's props all over the place. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at this. Yeah, Marquette was 42 cents a share. They trailed by 13. And then you could bet if you ride the momentum. Like, you could cash out during these games. It's insanity. It's March Madness. That's what it's all about. So be sure to get over to the Mojo app right now. Download it, invest, and trade, and do everything that you want to do and make some money with Mojo. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. See you guys back here tomorrow.